0: Hello and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. I am Zachary Oliver, the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming blog. We're going to do something a little bit different today because apparently I lack any sort of consistency. <laughs> so we're just going to talk about games we've been playing because the last couple of podcasts have been pretty serious in tone and in a lot of the things they've been talking about. So it's just like, Why not just talk about video games, because video games are fun, or or, maybe someone will disagree with me on that. Anyway, we have uh, four special guests. We have the ever-present Ted Loring. How are you doing?
1: Yes, good morning, and video games are fun! Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) alright. We
0: also have M. Joshua Collar. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing very well. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, everybody.
0: We have everyone's favorite person from Singapore, Yen Wong.
3: How's it going, guys?
0: It's going well. How are you doing?
3: I am quite tired. It's a long day.
0: Oh, yeah, because it's dinner time over there.
3: It is dinner time, yeah. yeah.
0: And for me, it's early in the morning and everything looks dreary and dark, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> I don't know why. Every time I record a podcast early in the morning, everything looks horrible.
2: Well, you're further up north than the rest of us, and uh, it's the curvature of the earth.
3: (laughs) That is so Uh, sad. As a high school science teacher, I I agree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Oh, and last but not least, we have someone who hasn't been on the podcast before, but has written for Theology Gaming and runs his own blog, Johnny B. Gamer. Please welcome Mr. Brian Hall.
4: How are you doing? I I, I do exist, so. Oh, yeah.
2: Brian, it's great to have you. That I, felt I, so good. A...
1: Yeah, I know it was like boom. I'm glad. I'm glad to actually meet uh, meet Brian. So I'm glad you're here.
4: Thank you, Ted, for virtually meeting me. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I would shake I your hand. Good.
1: Yeah, I'm doing a virtual handshake right now. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Can
0: you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're kind of just talking about games we played. So since we're have a limited time frame here we're gonna just jump right into it all right brian hall what did you play
4: what have i been playing well i'm always playing multiple things so i had to nail it down uh i've been playing two things and the first one i'm gonna have to admit i'm just gonna go with the worst one first do you guys play ios games at all
2: oh i do all the time
4: all the time uh have you heard of candy crush saga (laughs) yeah oh man I'm admitting it. I'm admitting it here. It's a it's a free iOS game. It's a match 3 game kind of like Bejeweled. Uh, very addictive. I've uh, been playing it a lot and I and I can admit that. But I've gotten stuck on like level 23, 24 and I'm I'm just done. The the game will give you it gives you 5 lives and then after that you have to you have to wait in real time while the game timer counts down to give you more lives. And if you don't want to do that, you can purchase them outright for a, a fee. It's ridiculous. <laughs> These free-to-play games—they're getting to get into where they're just driving me nuts. Not a big fan. So Candy Crush Saga—it's—it's it's been making me mad.
2: Yeah, that's. I only know about it because my wife has played it.
4: <laughs> it's so on what, Facebook. Yeah, I have not linked my account to Facebook at all. I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, that I really don't want to anyone making... to know about it. But I guess it's too late now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I've been playing that, and then I've also been playing uh, Fire Emblem Awakenings on the 3DS. Oh, a serious
0: oh. game. Okay.
4: Yeah, yeah. Here we go. This is much better. See. <laughs> and so I've been playing that. I've been playing it on the casual mode. So if one of my characters You're dies, I know You're I'm cheating.
2: cheating.
4: Oh. <laughs> I know I'm cheating. But I've been playing on casual. So if anyone dies, I'm not freaking out and throwing my 3DS across the room.
2: But that's that's the charm of the game.
4: No. <laughs> no. 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 Broken
2: 3DS or
0: the pride and satisfaction of beating the game? I don't know.
4: I I, I prefer the pride. That's that's what I'm after. (laughs) So the game the game differs from the other Fire Emblem games in that the units as they fight together, they develop a relationship over time. So you can pair two units together, their stats increase, and then uh, eventually their relationship increases. Yeah, on the same tile. So they can they fight together. So if paired correctly, say you've got a guy and a girl together, they can eventually get married, they can have a baby. And then this game allows you then to uh, give birth to a new fighting unit, which then you can eventually use.
2: Fighting from birth. That's yeah, kind how, of
4: fun. How nerdy is that?
2: <laughs> you just it hand the baby like a that. sword.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I have no clue how that works. Or if the baby then takes on the characteristics and the stats of the, you know, the two, the, the mom and the dad. I, I don't know how complicated that is at all. So I'm just getting into that. But that's that's what I've been playing. Besides Skylanders with my son, and we also tried Guacamelee the other night, which was pretty good.
2: Yeah, I I, I can't I can't express how much I appreciate that game.
4: Try try playing it with a four year old. It was pretty awesome.
2: That is pretty awesome. Fortunately, <laughs> with all the the bubbling and and the ability to like support other characters through the through the play, it's pretty cool.
4: I, easier than Raymond Origins, I would almost say playing two player. Really? Which is, yeah, which is impressive.
2: Oh, yeah, that's awesome.
4: Yeah, but well that's that's what I've been playing. What, what have you guys been playing?
2: Ooh, I'll go next. Specifically, first thing that comes to my mind, like, like you, Ryan, I've been playing a lot of games. Most notably, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Um, yeah, <gasps> awesome. it, it, it's best summarized as what would happen if Far Cry 3 was in a 1980s action movie, rated R action movie, with lots of cursing and lots of potty humor, and lots of... <laughs> basically, everything that video games are known for, like like, have a bad reputation for being, this game is. Um, like, in an ironic way? Kind of. Kind of. It's, it's, it's basically, like, you know what Duke, what Duke Nukem was originally trying to be, was this making fun of all of the, the action game movie tropes. Like, but this actually does it well. Oh. So, it, it you, you start out, and you're playing as a guy named Rex Powercult, who's half cyborg, and... There's dragon. It's called Blood Dragon because there's dragons that are all over the place that shoot Wait, lasers.
1: What, what's his name again?
2: <laughs> Rex Colt
1: Power. Rex know.
2: Power Colt. Oh,
0: that's awesome.
1: Colt. Rex yeah. Power Cult, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's played by bad. Michael Bean from like The Terminator. And yeah,
2: exactly. Millions.
0: Awesome. Freaking awesome.
2: And and there's one-liners the whole way through it. Like I can't repeat most of them because they're all really really bad. But <laughs> the it is kind of this weird charm like. The whole way through like the whole all the sky has scan lines in it. All the loading screens are VHS menus. All you know how like loading screens always have little tutorial items? It'll say something like, These are tips, you idiot. Like it'll just like have really, really dumb, like obvious statements the whole way through, which starts most significantly with the the tutorial when you start the game and the main character Rex is is basically yelling and screaming through the, the tutorial for how annoying it is that he has to go through a tutorial program. It's just it's just over the top ridiculous like it's meant to be really really funny. Um,
1: the uh, trailers are hilarious
2: for it. Yeah. So that's 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 the one game that I'm playing. It's it's mechanically is very similar to uh it's it's very very similar to Far Cry 3 based on what I know of it cuz I haven't played it, but it it's it's a pretty meaty game. It's a really, really meaty game for fifteen bucks. Like it's, it's probably re- relatively similar in scale to to Far Cry Three, only significantly smaller than you know the game that would would take thirty hours. I'd pro- I'd say it's probably about you know ten hours. I don't know. It depends upon how much you want to go on completion quests and stuff like that. So
1: do you yeah, have it, to it, own Far Cry Three to no, get it? No, that's the no, best part. It's standalone.
2: Yeah, that's the best Excellent. part is that it's a standalone game. It's not even, I mean like other than having Far Cry 3 in the name, like just so that you know what engine it's running on, past right. that the similarities end there.
0: Yeah, I think they should just stop making Far Cry games in jungles and just make these now.
2: Yeah. I bet yeah, they honestly, will just forever. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like it's it, it might be one of the best games of the year because of the fact that like every every game is trying to Say something about video games, or like about the medium, about the world, or whatever. And this one just kind of simply says like, video games are about shooting people and about funny dick jokes. <laughs> wow.
4: Wow.
0: I'm loving you with my gun. Yeah, it's it's
2: See you later it, on. like 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 more more morality wise, the game's not going to win any points. <laughs> But um, as far as like just like being an homage to to everything that games have been and everything that eighty movies were, um, it's pretty effective.
3: There's a grasshopper and a Suda Fifty One game that's like that, right? Uh, Shadow of the Some,
4: Damned.
0: Yeah, Shadow of the Damned. Man, that's obscure now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> never heard of it.
2: I've heard of it, but I never I didn't follow it, so I don't know it very well. It's a bit insane. It is a Suda Fifty One game, so of course it's insane.
0: Oh, like no more heroes. Ugh. Yeah. Also, I don't like that game.
2: Yeah, understood. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, um, that's Blood Dragon. I'll, I can I could probably share more once I actually finish it. I'm I'm about halfway through. the The thing that's fun about it more than the actual quests are going around and exploring and skinning cyber animals and like everything has this like goofy cyber thing going on. Cyber
0: like animals.
2: Yeah, yeah. All, <laughs> all the like like there's like a a tiger zebra that is also a robot. And that's like the average kind of animal. All the animals have that kind of going for them. And you can, of course, skin their pelts and use them for money. And <laughs> So anyway, that's, that's, that's Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Uh, the other game, uh, if I can just real quickly touch on, is Neptune's Pride 2, which I'm playing with uh, the, all, a lot of the uh, other game church writers right now. It's a real-time intergalactic game, very similar to Risk. The difference is that it's all real-time. So say, for example, that I want to attack Drew... It's going to take me about 10 to 12 hours for my ship to get there. So technically, I'm playing the game right now. We started about a week and a half to two weeks ago. And it's a very, very long game. It takes about three weeks per play. You're, you're also able to communicate with all the other players through the game at any time. It's interesting because there's there's a, a duplicitous nature that the game kind of draws out of you. Like Very quickly, I was like, well, I'm going to kind of be really shrewd and pretend that I'm working with this guy when I'm really going to betray him. <laughs> and I I felt really bad for being like so duplicitous. The only thing is that's the only way to win the game because you can build alliances, that you can work with other players, and ultimately it's like the Hunger Games. Only one man can win. Really? So, yeah. Oh yeah.
0: wow, that's interesting.
2: Yeah. So it's it's kind of, it's it's very hard to explain beyond that, other than to say that it's real time. It takes really long to make any move, and so when you commit to something, say you're going to send a ship after one of your uh, one, one of the other the other players you can't bring that shit back in once it's sent it's sent oh, <laughs> so yeah. every every action that you make is is very very permanent and and it gives you a lot of pause to think about is this what I really want to do so it's a pretty serious strategy game but the fun part about it is betraying your friends
1: <laughs>
0: or <laughs> force it with...
2: betraying your friends.
1: <laughs> within the rules and confines of the game yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: And then they'll feel it in real life. Yeah, um, it, it depends upon the maturity of the other players, considering I've heard horror stories of, of friendships being ruined because of this game.
0: <laughs> I can't believe it actually forces nice. one person to win. That's interesting. Yeah, usually well, you mean, make an alliance and then you win the game in these kinds of uh, strategy games. But I guess well, not it
2: depends one. upon how you play Risk, because for me, I've always played Risk as it's not over until until one man rolls the world. That's right. Yeah.
4: Take them all down. Yeah. Wait, wait. So, so this game sounds like Ender's game, but like in a virtual form. So you're actually playing it where everything, it matters what you're doing. Have you guys read the book? I no. have not.
3: No? Oh, guy.
4: Oh, no. Yeah, we um, spoil it for them. No, I can't spoil it for you. Anyways, read the book and you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. And don't watch the movie trailer because the movie trailer actually contains the ending in it, too.
1: <laughs> really? That,
4: yeah, I got really mad. Bad, yeah.
0: That's pretty bad.
4: Yeah, that's what the, yeah. that's what the game sounds like. Oh, that's awesome. Going back, Josh, a question for you on Blood Dragon: Can you yeah. take out the language in the game, like in Black Ops, or
2: oh, it almost sounds
4: questions. like it's it almost sounds like it's hardwired into the game?
2: It might be. I'd have to check. I'd have to get back to you on that.
4: I don't know. Because okay. I I played the demo. I was blown away. I was sitting there laughing over the title screen. Yeah. And but the F word was just flying, and I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's 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 one concern with it. But, but yeah, it is I mean, the like, '80s. You know, it is yeah. an R-rated action. And but all, by the I way, all, all the cutscenes in that game are all like NES-style cutscenes.
4: They're amazing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. Awesome. So, uh, who's next? Ted's, Ted's next. Okay,
1: cool. Oh, I'm next. Uh, first of <laughs> all, I want to say yellow. That's a hint of what game I have been totally dominated by. <laughs> it's Luigi's Mansion: Dark Moon on the 3DS. Huh. Nice that's how he answers his little uh, phone whenever he gets called by the professor. He goes, hello? <laughs> <laughs> I also want to apologize for the dog barking earlier. My dog feels like it's her sworn duty to protect me from the entire neighborhood. And uh, she started barking, and I, I had to hit the mute button as quick as I could. All right, let's talk about Luigi's Mansion.
4: What kind of dog do you have?
1: I have a GSD. German Shepherd dog. I'm like
4: a GSD. What is that? Okay. <laughs> a I was using the code talk. That I didn't people know there was an acronym use. for it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. I just want to know. Thanks. Yeah.
0: I have a question about the game. Sure. Okay. Did you play the original Luigi's Mansion?
4: I'm glad
1: you asked that question. I purchased it this week at a used game store. Did wow, you play you it? Found it. I played uh, one level of it just for some comparison. And. I think the so far the 3DS version is superior. I think they picked up on some good elements from the original game and made them better. Huh, that's good. Yes, I think so. Uh, I have some points on that. Let's see. Just the way that Luigi moves around on the GameCube version compared to the 3DS, he just moves so fluidly on this current game. It just it, the controls are just so spot on. It's amazingly great to play and it just it looks and feels great i can't say you know, i'm sounding really vague here as i talk about it you know it's great it's good it's good and it's great too and i like it but uh here's some of the things i like about it though i can't believe i'm saying this but this is a very difficult game and i think i'm starting to like the fact that it's getting difficult toward the oh, end wow. that's a surprise oh. oh it's like a confession here oh. <laughs> bless me father glad i got that out <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> It, it takes you on this difficulty ramp so smoothly as you play through the game. I think I'm on the next to last level, generally speaking, and it's been almost – I haven't realized that it's been getting more difficult, and I think that's a, a great job done on the game design world and on the game design end by those folks over there at Nintendo – And here's how I knew that I was starting to enjoy it. Uh, There's this one level where you're in this clock tower, and you have to face this clock tower boss. It's a ghost, obviously. And there's a big clock that's your arena, so to speak. You're like on the face of a clock, and the the hands go around to 1 o'clock, and it's a certain kind of enemy comes out that you have to battle, and then after you defeat that, the hands go around to 2 o'clock, and it's another slightly more difficult boss. So you have to go through these twelve rounds to ultimately defeat the the boss and it is hard. I kept dying around ten or eleven o'clock and I got so frustrated. So I took a little break, which I don't I usually when I take a little break that means I never play it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really determined this time and I tried it a different way. So this is a little strategy advice for people if you're having a little difficulty in a game is just try the game in a maybe a different setting. It's especially possible in a portable game. So I went over to my buddy Squiggly's house, and um, that's his nickname. That's not his real name. But (laughs) he has – what's the name of that 3DS that's big? It's like a jumbo 3DS. or Uh, XL? XL, XL. And I put my cartridge in the XL so it was a bigger screen. And I just knew he was kind of there, and he was going to give me a hard time if I didn't beat the uh, level. So I played it through that, and in that different setting and that little bit of pressure I put on myself – I, I ended up beating it, and I figured out a little secret. Because if you don't defeat the, the, that level of boss during the time that the, the minute hand is sneaking around, it hits, uh, 12, or it hits the number 12, and you have to do that whole round over again. So you have to work quickly. Hmm. But I discovered that my little vacuum cleaner, if I take it and I put it on the minute hand, and I can pull it backwards, I was actually able to reverse time in a, in a sense, so that I could extend my time to beat the whatever boss was on that particular level. And that made the difference for me. I was able to defeat it, and now I'm moving forward in the game and having a great time again. But it's, it's just a, a great game. It's good for exploring. Just you walk into a room that you've never been in before, and you use that vacuum cleaner on everything you can find. <laughs> I mean, there's a coat hang on the wall, you know, try to, to suck it into the vacuum cleaner. Maybe coins will come out or, um, or, or something. And so you can really decimate a room exploring it. The puzzles on it are excellent. There's situations where you need to try to get into a room and you don't know how to do it because there's one case where there's a room and the door, you can't open it. But you're able to go around and there's like a crack in a wall from another side and you can peek in and you can see that there is something blocking the door. So, you know, that you're not going to be able to get in that way, but you're also able to look around that room and you can see there's a fireplace. So I started thinking that's about the only way I could think to get into that room. So I ended up going like upstairs where there was another fireplace and pushing a lever or something. So I went down. Came out the fireplace in that room and was able to get in. But it was just so natural to do I mean it's again good game design where the puzzles are difficult but solvable. And intuitive. Yes, intuitive, yeah, definitely. So I give this game really high marks. I, I don't know what I would score it as on a scale of one to ten, but probably you know eight or nine.
4: Very cool. Nice. Now Ted, do you play with the three D on?
1: I do. Especially on this game.
4: Really? Okay. Now normally yes, some do you people play with the three D on.
1: If if practical. If that's the right word, Uh, if it doesn't bother me too much, it doesn't seem to bother me. Generally speaking, the only time is if it's a difficult fight or something. Sometimes I'll rotate the the game system in my hand and lose the 3D and uh, I'll have to turn it off sometimes for a more difficult part. So just so I can see. But I really enjoy especially this Luigi's Mansion. It just it feels very natural, the three D part. another good one for the three D was that Super Mario three D land. That was one where it really enhanced the game.
2: Cool. Yeah, I really enjoy that one.
4: I don't play with the three D on. It gives me massive headache if I do. Oh really? Yeah, but it's it's really cool looking. what's funny about that is that I used to have a virtual boy and no headaches <gasps> oh. with that. I love that thing. But the three D S it, it makes me sick.
1: Wait a minute, you didn't get a headache with the virtual boy? No, <laughs> yeah, no I way, I thought man. that was a
4: requirement for the thing. Yeah. No, the system was amazing. How do you make it portable? Do you, like, ta- duct tape it to your head? I never figured <laughs> that out. It was pretty heavy.
2: Yeah.
1: I, you know I remember what, trying to lay I, down and lay oh. it on
2: my face.
4: People say that works. I'd love to
1: have one of those. You need one, Ted. Need. I, it's on my list. And I I'm have a rare. Of consoles that I'd like to have, and that's one of them.
4: I picked one up for thirteen bucks when they were clearing them,
1: oh.
4: and so I had a brand new one. And I got rid of it maybe a few years ago. I made some money. It was pretty good. You yeah, that's such a money. deal on that. Yeah, virtual. Boy. Yeah. I love I love old consoles though. It's awesome.
1: And uh, Brian, this is for you. I just picked it up yesterday yes. at the used video game store. Pokemon Black. I'm gonna oh, give no. Pokemon a try. I've never played it in my life. Ted, we're not gonna <laughs> see you for quite a while. You think so? No. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I, apparently they, they come like in white, too. I, there's like a Pokemon white. The guy's like, you know you can get white. I'm like, but he told me to get black. I didn't know. Oh, no. <laughs> so but is there? there's a lot of colors here?
4: Uh, the
0: the colors are an arbitrary device to make you buy or to find somebody else with the other copy of the game because you okay. can only catch Pokemon in one version that you can't in the other one.
1: Can you swap or trade or
4: something? Yeah, that's
0: kind of how they make people play with each on, other.
4: On the uh, playground, Ted. There's a playground? Okay. No, no, no. On, on the playground. That's where you swap and trade. Oh, so, like the real, not a virtual yeah. playground, but the real yeah. playground. So you're going to have to yeah. go find one.
0: Yeah, but that's... you shouldn't go there because right. you want to we'll get be, arrested. <laughs> you'll be reading that in the papers.
1: 46-year-old <laughs> man arrested at a children's playground. I just it. wanted to swap oh, Pokemon.
2: Yeah, I was yeah gonna that's not going to do anything for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's there so goes messed a, up.
1: yeah, there goes a budding children's ministry down the tubes right away there for me.
4: Thank you. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, you'll have to let us know how that goes, Ted. I'd, I'd love to hear about it.
1: I'm going to give it a try. That um, and try to finish Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Again, heavily recommended. I don't know if it's recommended by Theology Gaming yet. You know, the official thumbs up. But... Yeah,
0: we'll give it a thumbs up.
1: Oh, good, good. I
0: played a little bit of it. A friend yeah. brought it over, so... Thumbs up.
1: Excellent. I'm glad to hear that because like when I think of when I'm playing something difficult, I think of two people. I think of my friend Squiggly and I think of Zachary.
4: Yay!
1: <laughs> They're like saying that's what it's supposed to be. hard is fun. I'm like, okay, I'm having fun then. Excuse <laughs> me while I go hit myself with something hard. <laughs> that's all for me though. All right. Who's supposed to go next? Is it
0: me? Is that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, a quick summary: World of Warcraft. What? <laughs>
2: All
1: that's right, again, okay. It's your turn.
0: Well, I could give you a little bit more information, if you Go will. ahead. Tell us about
1: the fascinating world of WoW.
0: Well, the new patch got released today, but that's not really what I want to talk about. I want, want to talk that. about me being a crazy person and uh, playing, like, like I don't know, 30 or 40 hours last week. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the
2: amount of time that I played games this year.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: well, I got a little obsessed with
0: gearing up and that kind of thing. Slightly. Yeah, because now the game lets you know whether pieces of gear are actually better than the other one. Okay. They use something called the item level system. So it's like, oh, all your gear is item level 435 on average. And then you're like, okay, I can make this number go up (laughs) if I play more. So unconsciously, I've been playing the game. Over and over and over again, doing dungeons, getting gear, and know uh, by the end of the week, I was pretty decked out. I went up about forty item levels, which is a lot
2: any so this, is this level thing i'm sorry go ahead sorry I, I was just thinking was did it, did that include any Oliver family raids
0: um, that was on a different character, so that doesn 't even count on my time on this character <laughs> oh wow raids. yeah, oh yeah, family raids they happen.
1: That sounds kind of fun, though, doing something like that as a family. You yeah. said your mom plays?
0: Yeah, she does. Right now she is a monk. All
1: right. <laughs> so my question I was going to ask, I, I always thought that levels just had to do with like the character themselves, but you're talking about like the actual equipment now has levels, or yeah. has that always been?
0: Uh, that's always been in the game, apparently, but they've made it more um, relevant to people actually playing. So now right. you can kind of tell whether something's better or not. So when you hit level 90, or level cap, whatever... Now you have a certain level of gear and you need a certain level of gear to go to certain places in dungeons and that kind of thing so that you can get more gear to go to more places and (laughs) the gear treadmill continues.
1: Cycle, cycle, cycle.
0: Yeah. But it just happens to be fun innately, the game, so it's okay with me.
1: There's something about it because how many millions of people play it? Right now? uh, Yeah, a lot. 8.3 million subscribers. I mean, isn't that a pretty much a small country
3: somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> it's like twice the size of Singapore. Is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many servers do they have to have to do something like that? Hundreds? The thousands.
0: Yeah. Thousands. Well, when I was playing the game, they had uh, server queues, which is basically you wait in line to get on. Right. So it'd be like, oh, you are like the thousandth person in line to go on to the server. And do you yes, have to wait. Yeah. And you would wait. So that's still happening? No, that's not happening anymore. Thank God.
4: Okay. Okay.
1: Your call is very important to us. Please yeah. hold.
0: It's basically like that.
4: Yeah. So, how many hours, Zach, have you sunk into this game now? Um, what's I was, your, What's your game time, man? Uh,
0: spread across characters, I don't yeah. even how, know anymore. How,
4: how many years? Uh,
0: since 2006.
4: Ooh, seven years.
0: Yeah. Well, getting your family into it was is never a good idea.
4: No, that's bad. <laughs>
0: No, because everybody gets everybody else back into the game immediately.
4: Like, is that, that sh-
1: one account, or is did you have to create individual accounts for each family? Do they have a family plan, I guess? No, I have we have four <laughs> accounts
0: with four different characters. <laughs> I got you. So that's $60 a week going to Blizzard. Zowie? A
2: week. Wow.
0: No, a month. Oh, oh
2: okay. A month. Thank, okay. God. Thank God. That makes more sense.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. And then for whatever other services, like character transfers and faction changes and whatever else happens to
1: happen <laughs> dude is there anybody out there that makes real money that's actually a player you know selling stuff or trading stuff or anything like that uh,
0: it's highly illegal so okay, but it okay. was happening for a while it was yeah gold farmers they go around so, and they make gold by killing things for hours on end right and then they'd sell it to you for a price
1: so they could do that probably still somehow or another maybe roundabout.
0: oh yeah they still advertise but You're recommended not to deal with those people.
1: And they could kick you off because they've got sort of godlike power. Oh, they do. The the, uh, server masters or whatever they're called. Yeah, the game game masters? I can't remember. Game masters. Yeah.
0: You know, sometimes they teleport in and, like, kill
1: you. So have you ever had a Leroy Jenkins kind of a person?
0: (laughs) I have the title Jenkins. Do you? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I saw that video once upon a time. I guess that was a few years ago. That cracked me up.
0: I did that particular place, and I did it correctly when it was current. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, they're all planning meticulously what they're going to do when they go in this room. And then he just runs into it and goes, Leroy Jenkins, and just messes everything up for everybody. Yeah,
0: Upper Black Rock Spire was pretty good back in the day. Look at me, I'm so old. <laughs> oh. Anyway, apparently my account, my one character that I played said 95 days. 90 days. Yeah, those are days,
4: 24-hour right? cycles.
0: Yeah, 24-hour cycles. That's on <laughs> one character, so I don't know on the rest. But I assume that's a lot. Wow. I think um one of my friends, what is it, Joe? Joe's been on this before. He played World of Warcraft, and he had something in the stratosphere of playtime. It must have been like, uh oh, Two hundred something days. I mean, he met his guild members in
1: real life, so let's
0: uh, let's leave it there.
1: I have to say, in terms of financials, video games are one of the wiser entertainment purchases, though. I mean, you can get hours and hours of fun off of fifty or sixty bucks compared to going to a movie or, or something like that.
3: Hmm, i you know, are still that. looking on the assumption that fun is good, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will go under that assumption.
0: Oh, maybe you should buy Xbox One so you can watch TV. Because we <laughs> couldn't have done that before. Xbox. TV. Isn't that
2: what you say? Something it's like that. In the, in Xbox TV. On. That's what it was.
1: Yeah, that's right. And then,
2: boop. But no, you can actually do that with the current Connect. So that, that's the thing like that I don't understand. Um, <laughs> you can talk to it. Yeah, I mean... Lovingly. There, it it looks really like... Yeah. I, I think the, the main thing that, that that... If you look at the new Xbox controller, you see that there's a little button to switch apps. And they have three operating systems so that you can switch to browsing, switch to watching TV um, at any kind of at any instant. And that the speed of it is the, is the real appeal. But like, OK, right now I have to wait 30 seconds if I want to switch to Netflix from a game. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Through <laughs> the power of one. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. He also, goes, also the, the the new name not not exactly going to be doing any favors, especially when people are like, "What's next? Oh, the Xbox One. Didn't we already have an Xbox One? We did.
0: You know, um, I mean, like the, or the first Xbox.
2: Xbox. Like that was the first Xbox. The
0: yeah, but it's not Xbox One. It's Xbox. Oh. Yeah, I'm I just I'm think with that. Oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean it's, 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 it's the a one slightly... solution for it's still all your a, entertainment. It's needs. still a black and green box. It's a slightly better name than the Wii U.
1: <laughs> Anything's better than that.
2: <laughs> what does that even mean?
1: <sighs> oh, don't get me started.
0: <laughs> okay, we're getting on a tangent now.
3: Yeah, yeah, hey, we got to give you on some yeah,
0: time. Mr. Wong.
3: Okay. You're um, alive, right? <laughs> yes, I, I I am. Um so so the cust past couple of weeks, have been really busy at work. And, and so when, when you come home from work, you're like, okay, I'm tired. I don't really want to play a game where I think a lot. Uh, so I end up playing basketball. Um, so I've been playing NBA 2K13. don't know if you guys are uh, uh, NBA folks, but I'm, a, I'm an NBA junkie, but I don't have access to it in Singapore. Who's so your I, Uh Dallas. Okay, Mavericks. Yeah, gotcha. Mavericks, yeah. But right now, I'm, I'm playing Ch- uh, Charlotte Bobcats on, on, my, on my game.
1: That's my hometown.
3: Choose- awesome. Yeah, I just got to choose the worst team. Yeah,
0: you because... need to play as Ted. Ted's on the team. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: I, I did play college basketball. i have to tell you that story sometime, no, though. Go ahead.
3: Uh, yeah. There's always this premise where, you know, we're tired, we're busy, and we use play games to, we play video games to unwind. Except I, I don't think that works because I think Rich, Rich uh, gave us an article a couple, a couple of months back. He says actually video games actually makes us more stressed and doesn't reduce our stress. I find that's true. We don't get more rested when playing video games. We are, we actually get more tired uh, because we are so engaged and we are mentally engaged. And even a game that doesn't have a story, that it doesn't have a narrative, even basketball is really, really tiring for me. Because okay. I think about every possession. I've got to make this pass. i got to make this open. i got to find an open shot, stuff like that. And yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Basketball
2: a pretty strategic game.
3: Yeah, it is, it is. So I was like, I wanted to rest, but end up being more tired. And I do it again. I do the same thing the next day because I just got so high on adrenaline playing basketball. Um, I think someone once said that you know you play violent video games, and then you you don't you don't actually get violent in real life. But you play one you play a few minutes of sports basketball games and you get really violent and you start banging tables. <laughs> yeah. I have that happen to me too. So I thought that was a really interesting uh, observation. Before before that. A couple of months, a couple of weeks back, when I was not as busy, I was playing a JRPG called uh, Record of Agarest War. I think.
2: Ah, huh. yeah, It's so a strategy game.
3: It is. It's strategy game. It's a turn-based strategy game. It's a mixture of a dating sim and a strategy game, and it's got some elements that similar to what Brian was saying just now about Fire Emblem. You actually play through five generations. So the first generation, you have you have to choose between You, you go to battle with a couple of ladies, and you choose one of them. Oh, you don't choose, you just develop relationships with one of them. And then your offspring will be the character for the second generation. And then he has his group of ladies and then the, his offspring will be a third generation. And you play through five generations. So that, that's, that's Argoris War. I kind of stopped in the middle generation too, because I was like, okay, this game is really long. But I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I was thinking about Zach. when I was playing it and I was like, oh yeah, actually, I'm just loving the game for its JRPG mechanics. I was like, oh, like turn-based strategy is really fun. Even though the story is really lame, um, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh, okay, Zach, Zach's right sometimes. Um, and before that, during the my last term break, I was playing Dragon Age Two. Yeah, I remember you saying you were playing that. Did yeah, I playing Dragon it? Yeah, I finished it, and I really liked the game. I you know when I, before I played it, I heard so much bad stuff about it. Yeah. And and when I was like, oh wow, this is really, really, really cool. I mean, BioWare did some really um innovative things with the game. Um, not yeah. just mechanics, but the narrative structure and the way uh, they approached the game. I thought yeah, some, exactly. of that really, some of it was really, it was really cool. In fact, it, re- it reminded me of uh, Mass Effect Three and how a lot of folks didn't get a lot of the artistic stuff that Bioware was trying to do in Mass Effect Three. I think they, it felt the same for Dragon Age Two.
2: Yeah, yeah, I really like that. That's definitely one of my favorites from Bioware as well. Just because they exactly what you said, they changed up a lot of the narrative and they they told things from a different style of perspective than any of the other the other Dragon Age installments. The reason why people didn't like it was because there wasn't a litany of gray options and they like and instead a lot of the the options were kind of like good or bad.
3: For Dragon Age 2?
2: For Dragon Age 2, like like you had you remember how um they instituted the uh the decision wheel of Mass Effect, so you have you always see like there's either a good guy option, a middle guy option or a, a, a bad guy right, option. Right,
3: right. So there the, the middle guy way. option
2: is kind of like just like not really saying anything, um, but it didn't even highlight that very often. It was usually just either a nice guy or bad guy option, right? And people didn't like that about it because there was like there used to be like a list of like all these different kinds of gray ideas on what you could was do. Was it really
3: that different from the previous one? I didn't. I didn't feel so though.
2: Um, it was yeah. just that. I mean, that was just the main thing. Like, remember that in in Dragon Age One, they were all called Gray Wardens. Uh, your character, your character was a Gray Warden, and it was all about mm-hmm. you know. They were heroes, but they, they didn't always use the most moral of uh, problem-solving. And that's, mm. and it also didn't feel like an old Baldur's Gate game, and that's why people liked Dragon Age 1 more. But, I mean, that's that's kind of like a, a CRPG fanboy
3: complaint more than anything. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay, I have, I have a different theory, oh, but I think that probably applies more to Mass Effect than, than to Dragon Age. But I think it's similar in the sense that, you no know, Western RPGs, Western RPGs are different from JRPGs in the sense that the, the, the viewer game views the main character's extension of himself that's why he designs the face probably looks like himself or or his, his secret fantasy of what he wants to look like and he plays the game as himself he projects himself to the game and and a, a western RPG you always you know have this sense of I'm the most strongest badass warrior around and I'm here to save the world and then Mass Effect 3 especially turns it on his head and says to save the world you got to die uh, and I think Dragon Age Duel 2 does something similar where it says that yeah, you, you're, you're, you're kind of a big shot, but actually you're not that important <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. And I, and I like that. I, think I really like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So I thought, I thought that that it, it disturbs the sense of what people are looking for in a Western RPG, the sense of I'm a badass, uh, I'm here to own the universe, I'm here to be worshipped.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like that about it too. I mean, like, like I said, like it, it, was, it was definitely my favorite of, uh, of probably of this RPG American generation one of the, one of my favorites. I liked it more than Mass Effect Three for sure.
3: Mm
0: yeah no one likes mass effect 3 apparently
2: well well, the thing is mass effect 3 is 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 fantastic and 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 i i can't recommend i I would recommend it to everybody but the ending changes a lot of people's perspective on it and Mm -hmm. and the way that they concluded it wasn't as well received so all the reviewers and the people who play the game like you look at the metacritic score the metacritic score from the press is still really high but because of fanboys not liking the ending and that that large tiny but very loud voice of dissent challenged everything in it and that's why um the bioware doctors kind of were like well we're just gonna stop making video games and just go brew beer <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do what you gotta do probably a good move in their part anyway but...
2: <laughs> well i mean it was weird because bioware used to be like and and, and in still many people's minds is like the best R- uh western rpg maker people just lost all respect for them them, and hope that it was going to be and I mean just too much negative feedback is going to discourage anybody and every game that they've made in the past three years has received so much negative feedback well there are a lot of reasons
0: for it though I guess because people are still thinking of old Bioware which is skewing their perception of new Bioware as more mass market so I imagine that's where that disconnect comes from and the loud vocal minority correct
2: (laughs) yeah yeah that I mean that's that's key I mean and that's, that's the weird thing about any game maker is that the bigger you, the bigger and the more famous you get, the louder the voice of dissent is and the more discouraging it is to make a game that requires so much hard work and so much hard effort. And ultimately, people are still going to poo-poo on you even if you make the literally the best game that's been made up to this point in your genre.
1: Kind of like, like Star Wars fans and George Lucas.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: but he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it's not the exact same thing, but there's that same passion from the fans and almost like an anger or hatred at the person that created the idea in the first place. So <laughs> yeah, it almost it's, sounds it's like that with BioWare. We, you made this thing that we love, but then I you changed it. I love yeah. your world, but I hate you. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Well, the the difference is, though, with Star Wars is that everyone's justified in their opinion with that. Because Lucas did kill Star Wars. He <laughs> killed agree. it. You're but actually. But with the Bioware games, if you look at the jump between Dragon Age and Dragon Age 2... You can see the mechanics, and you can see what they were thinking. The game's amazing. And even with Mass Effect 2 uh, versus Mass Effect 1, you know, just a huge jump. And if you take oh, yeah. the games as what they are, they're fantastic. But I still haven't played 3 yet, so I don't know if that evolution continued on or what. Because it sounds like they killed the
2: story, but whatever, you know? Well, it's it's a con- it's the conclusion to the story. And that's, so, the, and that's the reason why people didn't like it, is because they like their stories to not end. There's kind of an unwritten rule on game in video game story making that you can't actually finish it. Like so if you look at any Halo game, even if they have an ending, it's not a real ending. Like Master Chief's never going to die. Like I don't think that like they they've tried to kill him, but I don't think that he can actually no, but, but this die. Has
3: happened before, right? You no know, you guys played Infamous 2? I no. haven't
2: finished Infamous Two. I but played I have the played first go. one a little bit. Yeah. Oh,
3: oh yeah. spoilers. Okay, I won't talk about it then.
2: Oh go just for it. Toilet, yeah. yeah, go for it. Destroy it. No, in
3: infamous 2, you die at the end too. Cole oh. Cole McGrath dies at the end too. So, but I I don't think I heard that much negative reception from it. Huh.
2: Yeah, well, Cole McGrath's also kind of a jerk, so. <laughs> so no cares if he's dead. I mean, like. <laughs> Like even if you play as the good the good version of Cole, like he's still a ah. jerk.
3: <laughs> I, I think the reasons why is people don't project yourself as Cole McGrath. Cole McGrath is Cole McGrath.
2: But yeah.
3: Captain Commander Shepard is you. You are Commander Shepard. I think if that's you made If the you difference. customize
2: him, yeah. I mean, like if you're not using the, the default model.
3: No, but even if you are, because you're making the decisions, you mm, are the one that's who a good chooses point. Yeah, that's a good the point. interactions, whom do you want to romance, stuff like that. I think you yeah. project yourself onto him or her. that's, that's fair enough.
2: Yeah. So were we
0: recommending Dragon Age Two for me?
3: I don't think
2: I don't know if you would like it. I don't know if there's a hard mode to start with, but uh, I would definitely recommend uh, checking yeah, it I out. I
3: thought I thought the re- mechanics were not that tight. Uh, I don't know if you'll like it, but for narrative purposes, I think it's great. Oh yeah, because
0: I played. I didn't even play the first one, and I have it. Just didn't bother. Well, pff,
3: two
2: can stand alone on its own. Um, okay, the, so I don't
0: have to play the first one.
2: The, the, the no, strength no. on the on the narrative is the fact that you're. It's told through a narrator. One of, one of your party members is posthumously telling the whole story. And that's, and that's kind of – and he's kind of like changing some of the details so you experience something and it might not be exactly the way that it was. And that plays into the whole storytelling, of huh. the whole thing. So it's pretty compelling that way.
0: The unreliable narrator. Ooh.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Hey,
2: <laughs> I hate that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate the unreliable narrator. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it hasn't been done in games very much, though. No, it, it, I don't want to talk about the game that it was. Oh, oh,
4: please, come
1: on, detail. Well, no, we 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 reviewed it already. Uh, the El Shaddai. Uh, oh, yeah,
4: oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i trying to
1: think. Yeah, sorry about that, but yeah, but his that character, uh, you don't know if he's good or bad the whole time through. I yeah, think I, I don't want to go into it then.
2: Well, we know that he's named after Satan, so that makes him a little unreliable.
1: Yeah, right. A little dubious in the name. Maybe I've never played the Dragon Age stuff. I'm interested. It's just like one of these things. Like you know, one day
3: when I retire, I'm gonna like watch all these movies I've missed, and I'm gonna play all these games I've missed. Yeah, it's like Mass Effect is most fun. We play one, two, and three back to back. I think it's the same for Dragon Age stuff. Three is coming out soon, right?
2: There's been there's been a lot of speculation on it. We'll probably hear a lot about it in three weeks at E3.
3: No, wait, I think it's um, it's due for release in... T- this year? Next year, next year. It's Wikipedia due for release says next year.
0: this year. This but, year? Yeah, but I don't know whether or not that's accurate.
2: There's uh, no release date, so...
0: And
3: yeah, it's we, called we, don't, we don't have
2: anything other than, like, concept art teasers and stuff like that for it right now.
3: But they know it's going to, on a Frostbite 2 engine, right? So it's going to... Oh,
2: that's that's yeah. cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's EA gonna is look actually like Battlefield using. 3. <laughs> EA
0: is actually using its own engines. <laughs> Cross promotion.
4: So it won't be on the Wii U then?
1: Yeah, EA is done with the Nintendo for a while.
4: There's, there's no Frostbite on the e- Wii U. Wait. Maybe? I don't, I don't know. No, like, no they have they flat out came out and said that the Frostbite engine will not run on the Wii U. Good yeah. for EA. <laughs> yeah, due, due to system specs. But what's interesting is is that the other engine, what is it? The other engine that runs Deus Ex, Human Evolution, the Deus Ex. Anyway. I don't Yeah, whatever the other engine is, I guess it's comparable and it runs perfectly fine on it. So you're wondering kind of what's going on politically. I think they're after Nintendo right now but
1: well EA is is sounds like they're in bed with Microsoft after the uh, press thing the other day
4: yeah and yeah. Xbox one
1: yeah i mean yeah the the what is it the i the one you know but they they're going to have exclusive stuff for the uh, for that system so that when i'm playing one of those EA games i can say tv and go right to tv <laughs> I could play game then TV? Yeah. And what if like it's a game like where it's where you have to speak to it and in the game you have to say like turn on the TV and you want your character to turn on the TV but instead the Xbox changes <laughs> the TV. We all Baby kinds Cage of problems. doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like you say, you know, turn it off in in the game cuz you're supposed to and then the Xbox shuts down. There, there's so many possible tragedies that could come from this <laughs> this speech recognition. Tragedies,
0: <laughs> literal tragedies.
1: Yes, yeah, like you know, families could be broken up and stuff TV.
2: like that. TV,
1: <laughs> only on the
4: Xbox One.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more curious. concerned about the fact that it's always watching you. Yeah, ah. like the fact that the the Kinect is always on. Like that's that's enough to make some a tinfoil hat person out of somebody.
0: <laughs> Why is it <laughs> watching me?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's it's meant to be so that you can always able to turn the system on with your speech but uh the fact that you have to that the fact that it still can hear everything else that you're saying and how that could you know there's got to be some serious serious (laughs) privacy policy going on there gsd
0: that sounds like a connect because i want a pet exquisitely rendered dog in call of duty ghosts (laughs) coming out this fall
2: They
1: the sell blinders
4: safe. for the original Kinect. you guys
1: know, the neighborhood is safe. The dog has barked and kept the neighborhood under control. So, <laughs> thank you, dog. Everything is under control. GSD <laughs> yeah. alert. She's like, oh, there's a dog across the street. You need to know. I'm going to bark and let you be aware. That's a great game idea, right? Barking GSD. The, the uh, flash game. <laughs> GSD. <laughs> make everything better. Yeah, it does a little bit. Hey, you know, I had an idea the other day at work, and I was wondering if this might be possible. But you know how Xbox Live does the achievements? You know, it does a little ding, and, and something comes up. That'd be great if you could do that, like, at your job at work, where it'd be like, ding, you just read your millionth email, or something like that.
2: There, there actually is is that for certain Microsoft programs. Really? Yeah, Um. I especially for, uh, I forget what what's, Visual Studio. Visual Studio's got some of that. Built into it, I, I think that there's, um, a, there, I know there's totally a plug-in for that for Photoshop. I have, I, I installed it at one point and just ignored it after that. um But yeah, there, there's a lot of things that that work for, especially for Microsoft programs. You know, well, they're the well, ones who were first in, instrumenting, uh, implementing those tools in. Right. That would just
1: be something like someone's typing away. Dink, you just typed your 10 billionth character. You know, <laughs> stuff like that.
0: I'm not sure if that's interesting or frightening. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> it might make people behave on that like clink you just clicked on your 50th improper website you know or something
0: when you're talking to a person it pops up it's like relationship maxed <laughs> <laughs> find new friends. It's awesome
2: okay well, guys i talking. gotta i gotta get going um
0: relationship maxed
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna yeah, go find some new this friends up.
3: Yeah, okay. we should read the
0: Well, that's probably a good ending point anyway. So, well, thank you for listening to the Theology Gaming podcast where we just talked about whatever. <laughs> if whatever. You, Yeah, comment, rate, subscribe, give us a five-star review on iTunes. It'll help us out a lot. If you want to visit people's websites, we have Joshua Collar at Love Subverts in Game Church. We have Brian Hall at Johnny B Gamer. We have Yen Wong at Redeemed Gamer. We have Ted Loring at Wildmanted.com. That's correct, and everybody knows where I write, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's not much of a question. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us, and um, see you next week or whatever. Uh, that's really consistent.
1: <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> that's the theme that... of this show—is whatever.
0: Whatever we think about, we say, <laughs> without any conceivable
1: thought as to how it will affect others. It's <laughs> all good. <laughs> all right, so, guys, have a good see day, and y'all have a good night. Yep. Thank you very much. Good night, guys. Good night. Good Good morning, morning. all. Good morning, morning, all.